0: Welcome to the Curiously Wise Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Wittig. This podcast is all about honoring, sharing, and celebrating the natural and experiential wisdom of my guests through curiosity-provoking conversations, shared stories, and tips we've all gathered along this journey. And from time to time, I'll be sharing my own stories and my own wisdom in solo episodes. Oh, and we'll be laughing a lot. I invite you to join in the fun as we uncover the unique wisdom we each carry within us. Ready? Let's get curious. Hello and welcome to Curiously Wise. I'm Lauren Wittig, your host, and I have Brana Miadovich with me today, who I've known for a, quite a while now. She was a member of my Wise Women's Circle back pre-pandemic. And we realized that Brana and I have never really had a time to really just have a good one-on-one conversation. So I'm really excited today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Brana Mijatovic, PhD, was born with extrasensory abilities and has developed her gifts to provide multi-dimensional energetic healing that creates rapid personal transformation. Her work with Tesla Healing, Soul Astrology, and Crystal Frequencies quickly clears energetic blocks expands intuitive abilities, and increases personal energy. She also holds meditation classes and teaches workshops on energy healing throughout the metropolitan Hampton Roads, Virginia area. So welcome to Curiously Wise, Brana. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Hi, Lauren. It is my pleasure, and I'm so happy that we are having this conversation.
0: Yes, I think it's going to be awesome. I get to ask things I'm curious about, and Brana is, a, is really an expert on two things I'm very curious about. One is astrology and the other is crystals. So we're gonna talk about those today. But I wanna start with, first of all, today is July 17th, 2022 and we're recording this. And I'd like to ask Brana to start just by telling us about the astrology for today.
1: So today we have a lot of water element energy. We have sun on the 24th degree of Cancer. We have Mercury on the 25th degree of Cancer. Currently we have moon on the 17th degree of Pisces. And I say currently because the moon is going to actually move all the other planets are going to stay at their degrees pretty much throughout the day, but the moon is going to move. (laughs) And right now it is on the 17th degree. And then we have Neptune on the 25th degree of Pisces. So that's a lot, a lot, a lot of water energy, not just because of the four placements, but because we also have what are known as the luminaries, which exert a lot of energy on our physical bodies, on our mental and emotional states. And of course, then we have luminaries, meaning sun and moon. And then of course, we have Mercury, which influences our thinking. So... We are going to really just go with the flow, I feel, in this conversation, even though we have planned things ahead of time, we have a general idea and the specific ideas what we're going to talk about. But I have a feeling that this water element is really just going to take us as the conversation flows in many different directions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not even going to try to understand all the angles and stuff, but how is it? <laughs> How would that be different, say, from from my particular astrology for the day?
1: So the first thing is that I have not even said where all the planets are. Mm. I have just mentioned those that are in water, and those that are in water element today are the strongest, simply because of, as I said, how much pull they exert, and of their relative importance when it comes to the whole theory that stands behind astrology. So... On some level, astrology can be understood and thought from a very simple perspective. And then there are many, many, many layers and many theoretical underpinnings that if you're an astrologer, this is what distinguishes you from somebody who just knows a little bit about it they have picked up as they were reading about it online. Mm So the way that the general astrology differs from a personal astrology or natal astrological chart is that when we are born, this is the moment when we actually take our first breath. This is the moment when it is believed that the energies of the universe are imprinted into our psyche and into everything that we are as a human being. So some people say into our soul. So that is the natal chart. So when an astrologer is asking you for a birth time, birth place, and then most importantly, the so I said the birth, the birth date, the birth place, and the birth time, mm-hmm. so most importantly, the birth time, the time is important because a lot of things depend on it. But even if we don't have the time, we still have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But the point is, then the planets continue to move. So the astrologer can see where the planets were at that moment in time when you were born. But the planets continue to move through the sky, right? And mm-hmm. so at any given day, they're in a different place. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at an astrological placement of the planets in the sky as they are today, completely independent of anybody's uh, personal chart, what I can see is the general flow of energy. So Mm -hmm. what is general flow of energy is going to be influential, but at the same time, there is another layer as to how is that going to influence somebody who is a Pisces. Is going to be different from how is it going to influence somebody who is a Taurus or somebody who is an Aries. So this is just a super brief example and a very general example, but I hope it gives you a little bit of a perspective as to how it differs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's helpful because you see the daily horoscope and then you talk to somebody like you who is so deeply into this and and understands uh, it at a a level I've never experienced through anybody else. So, And I I just want to talk for a second about why astrology is so important. And I know you use it a lot in your work and I know a lot of people I know, you know, are really use it as a guide and as a deep understanding of themselves. And I told you before we started working that I was, for a long time, a skeptic. I mean, I used to love to read my horoscope in the newspaper back when we had newspapers, Mm -hmm. but it was always just sort of for fun. Even when I first met you, which has got to be, what, four years ago now? I think 2018 was when the circle started. I didn't really understand why it would even work why why were the planets you
1: know right right but i had also
0: started getting on this journey of awakening and starting to learn Mm -hmm. about how we're all one we're all part of the same vibrational soup as i like to call it one of those aha moments i had it was like oh okay i get astrology now because the planets are vibrating at different places at different times different ways and we are also vibrating and it's definitely going to affect us
1: yeah and yeah um, exactly
0: Yeah, so that for me was a really eye-opening moment when I kind of put those together and uh, understood more fully how really the universe, I mean, even if you're just a scientist, that universe affects all of us in ways all the time.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. So there is once again a very, very deep and very complex answer to all of that. And I'm going to try to make it really as brief and as concise as possible (laughs) 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 But those people who are listening maybe for the first time hearing something about astrology, just know that the history of astrology goes back 4,000 years, if not longer. Mm -hmm. So for 4,000 years, people have been observing the sky. And at first, astronomy and astrology were the same thing. The reason they were the same thing is because people did not look at the sky just so take measurements, but actually to understand if there is some sort of a meaning to what is happening in the sky. And so the first written accounts come from Mesopotamia. Oftentimes this is referred to as the Babylonian writing Mm -hmm. on astrology. And it was still in in cuneiform letters or in cuneiform form of writing on clay tablets where they would Mm -hmm. write down. You know, Venus was here in the sky, here and here, and this is what happened. So, at first, it was just observation of how the planet's position in the sky correlates with what's happening locally on the ground. Mm -hmm. So, this is how astrology officially started. And then at some point, it got not to go into all the historical details (laughs) because there are several times when it got separated from astronomy and then reunited with astronomy. But the idea was that the Movements of the planets have an impact on the consciousness of people on Earth. And so far, there have been quite a few people who have actually looked deeper into that in their theories as to why it works. And one of the reasons why and that is not at all well known or popular, but because they have been following the solar slash events, which are the solar eruptions on the sun and how that affects people on Earth. And There's, again, scientists who have written about that since the 1960s. -hmm. So there's documentation about that. There are lots of studies that show how the energy that we actually receive from the sun, we can talk about quoted both energy in the healing circles, but that that's actually a combination of radiation. And then when it reaches the Earth, also of geomagnetic storms, how that actually affects our body and our psyche. Hmm. So if we have something like that coming from the sun, Then you can think that it is very likely that things like these exist coming to the earth from other planets as well, because we are in a system, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These planets are orbiting around everything because it is a connected system, right? right? They're not someplace far away where we don't really have any understanding of them. And so astronomers have gone really far into that far space, deep space, measuring this, measuring that, but really separating themselves with making any, how can I put this nicely? (laughs) (laughs) Well, without making any useful correlations to Uh, why why are they studying this? Why is it meaningful to us? Why do we need to know all these details about the planets if that's not going to be useful to us in some way?
0: right? Right,
1: right, right. And so to go back to astrology, So people who have studied astrology and they have been building up and refining that knowledge and reading books and doing their own observations. And the systems have become, obviously, the systems for measurement have become more and more precise. When I say measurements, I mean astrology specifically. So that I can Mm -hmm. tell you not only that today with just the press of a button, I can see that sun is 24th degree of cancer. Right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that information was not available this uh, easily, even just 20 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. But people have still those, and this is why astrology is so popular today, because there are lots of things really available to press the button, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But it is also why today there are many, I would say, even more skeptics, because you can read a lot of things that people put together just because astrology is not popular. Mm-hmm. But they themselves may, may not be a soldiers. So just the other day, I came across an article. It's this long article about Pisces. And the first thing that it says is Pisces is the air sign. <laughs> And I'm like really <laughs> like okay even i know children. that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> this was not written by astrology and it's very clear to see at least from my perspective the articles that are written by astrologers and that they're not and mm-hmm. it's okay but this is why there is also a lot of misinformation miscommunication when it comes to what is astrology capable of and the most important thing is that people really don't get to see the behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. The behind the scenes. It really explains how it all works. Meaning, you know, when you see how complex it is, how complex the natal chart is, and then when you see how complex the calculations are, mm-hmm. and what you need to know in order to put it all together into something that makes sense. Right. Then you understand that it actually has a signification, has a meaning, right? But if you just say, okay, I'm just gonna read the daily horoscope and <sighs> it may hit or it may miss mm-hmm. on different days, then that's not really what astrology is about. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you know, Carl Gustav Jung has actually used astrology in his work. Really? And yeah. I and didn't know didn't that. Like, yeah. So he actually has a letter that he has written to someone and that letter has been preserved and he said, whenever it was, I think it was mid fifties or something like that, or (laughs) thirties, but this letter says that whenever he's not able to fully understand what's going on with their client, with his client, he looks at their chart. So Mm. he was able to calculate their chart. Mm-hmm. And so he says he looks at their chart and he finds the answer.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: And this is why I love astrology because a lot of the things, I mean, immediately you can see certain things right then and there when you open a person's chart. Yeah. And it's incredible what kinds of things can come up.
0: Hmm. All right. It's probably time for me to get a chart done.
1: Might <laughs> <laughs> explain a few things for me. <laughs>
0: So you also work with crystals, and yeah. that's, that's another area that I have a, probably a stronger fascination because it feels simpler to me.
1: You can touch crystals, you know?
0: Yes. So first of all, how did you come to working with crystals?
1: Oh, let me... Rewind back (laughs) further, further, further back in the past. I had a natural connection with crystals in terms of crystal jewelry, since I was a child, whenever I would come across the crystal jewelry, which at that time was not at all that accessible as it is today, Mm -hmm. but the way that I started working with crystals, is, I mean, seriously started, is when I was in a very difficult professional situation that I was in a new town, I was in a new position, and I was encountering some very strange energy, something that was really puzzling as to how difficult it was. I can't recall the first moment when I was like, okay, let me do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I do recall is the first three crystals that I started working with, and also how much they have helped. And so that was definitely, that was definitely something that opened my, my eyes to that. So the Mm -hmm. first three crystals were clear quartz, black tourmaline and garnet.
0: So it
1: was just absolutely amazing. And then it started from there. Then I read everything I could. Then also today it is once again, because of the popularity of crystals, it is much more accessible in terms of the scientific explanation behind it. Mm-hmm. But when I started, there was not so much on that topic. So I was literally looking to find solutions in the places where I could access the former academic at that time, still in the academia. So I was looking through the research on the energy of minerals, on the chemical composition of minerals. And so when you put all of that together, and of course, as I said today, this is much more well known. Mm-hmm. But when you put that together, you realize that, of course, that it works because mm-hmm. we are composed out of minerals. Right. A lot of the crystals that we work with, that we can hold or wear, they exist in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So as we know about energy, right, then we can understand that the frequency that exists, that all living beings emanate, of course, it's going to influence us, right? And this is just very brief. I used to have these four-hour classes on crystals (laughs) (laughs) explaining all of that, Uh Uh, having people hold crystals, experiencing things and fun stuff. I do not know if you remember.
0: Yeah. I I, I took one of those classes with you where you taught us how to get information from crystals.
1: Right. It was
0: fascinating, and I I still do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, awesome.
0: So for someone who's perhaps sort of interested in crystals, but hasn't really like delved into understanding them yet or how they can be used. Yeah, I know that I'm intuitive. I yeah. do everything first intuitively, and then I'll start digging in to get more of an academic understanding. And That's so, a
1: great way, actually.
0: Yeah. So for me, I told you before we started, I feel like there's just crystals that show up in my office because I don't know where they all came from. And my <laughs> husband will come in and look around and kind of shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some crystals that I knew I had to have yeah and one of them is the necklace that I'm wearing today which is Larimar it's one of the Mm -hmm. first purposeful purchases I made of crystals and it was Mm -hmm. when I was trying to open my throat chakra yeah so I could say what I needed to say and I love it and I wear it a lot and I know a lot about it because I very specifically chose it
1: yeah Um, yeah
0: but for somebody who's maybe just starting out You have the three crystals you started with. Are there crystals that you recommend to people who just want to start to experience what crystals are about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I have on my free resources page on my website, I actually have crystals for beginners. There are 10 crystals and then I explain why I'm recommending these particular 10. But I can certainly talk about it now as well. So the easiest way to feel the energy of a crystal would be to go to a crystal shop or a place that has crystals and just walk around with the intention of finding something that suits your energy in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to set an intention, but sometimes people don't even have to set an intention. You just look around and then pick up the crystal that kind of draws your attention. Sometimes it may be purely visual. Sometimes you may not be able to explain why, but you can pick it up and you hold it. And then usually people have some sort of a sensation. If this is a crystal that has drawn your attention, it is for a reason. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people have a physical sensation. Sometimes it is some thought comes to their mind. Sometimes it is a sense of relaxation. So it is actually very, very easy to connect with crystals, Mm -hmm. but we have forgotten how easy it is. And we have forgotten that we are a part of the natural world. I mean. The reason that this is surprising to people, both the astrology, which is about planets and planetary influences, as well as crystals, which are actually part of the earth. They come Mm -hmm. out of the earth, right? Yep. Just like the plants come out of the earth, which also means, and this is important to say, not everything that is natural is good for us, right? Mm -hmm. So there are crystals that are poisonous. (laughs) You don't want Mm -hmm. those. Not like plants, there are plants that are poisonous. You don't want those. So just Mm -hmm. being able to differentiate, and this is where the knowledge comes in, right? Mm -hmm. But for the most part, pieces that are sold in crystal shops are okay. And then if you have any doubts, or you want to check more on the crystal that you're interested in, of course, there are tons of resources where you can read, whether it's poisonous or not. But it's very, very simple to connect with crystals. But if you want something more specific, so if you're like, I don't want to go to the store, I don't want to do all of that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I understand some people might not want to do. Then you can just speak clear quartz.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Clear quartz would work for most people in clarifying their thoughts, in bringing the increased energy, physical energy, mm-hmm. and just being able to open you up to connect with your intuition a little bit more. And on top of that, clear quartz can be used for many, 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 many different reasons as well. It's one of the most versatile crystals. So at the same time, it is important to know that depending on where crystals come from, which part of the earth, that can affect their energy. So clear Mm -hmm. quartz from Madagascar has a very different energy from clear quartz from the Himalayas.
0: Okay. And that explains why I have multiple clear quartzes, because they all feel a little different to me. Okay, Exactly. 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 I've been told when I get a new crystal, I should clear it. I should either mm-hmm. wash it with clear water or put it yeah. in the moonshine. So talk a little bit about clearing energy, because that's something that mm-hmm. I know when I started, I didn't understand why I had to do that.
1: Yeah. There are a couple of different reasons why you would want to do that. The first one is especially for the crystals that are programmable. Not all of them are, but the one that have, let's say, go, clear quartz is programmable. Not mm. to go into the whole theory of why some are, some are not. Mm-hmm. But there is a big theory about <laughs> why, why that is. But let's say you get a clear quartz, so let's say in a store. And so a lot of people have gone to that store, been touching the crystal, holding it, right? So the crystal has been exposed and has been resonating to many different energies. Mm-hmm. So it is simply a good crystal hygiene or energetic hygiene to clear the crystal from all the energy it had potentially accumulated. You know, we will never know really unless the crystal really feels off. And when you work with crystals, a lot of times you can tell when the crystal has accumulated a lot of energy, but it needs to be cleared, even if it is your own crystal, Mm -hmm. because you are interacting with the energy of this crystal. And even though crystals are much more stable in their energy Mm -hmm. than what our energy is, this is why they can help us, right? Mm-hmm. We also, at certain times, can influence the energy of the crystal to mm-hmm. resonate at a particular level, right? And okay. so this is why we want to clear them. And for me, the best way, there are many ways to clear crystals. And of course, a person has to do whatever they believe in. Mm-hmm. But for me, the best way to clear it is through water. Okay. And together with the water, with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we mentioned the intention a few
0: times and I use that term a lot. So just for somebody who maybe hasn't learned the lingo yet, <laughs> yeah, just to, to be clear, an intention is simply stating either silently or out loud, this is what I wish from this experience. It's very simple, but very, very powerful. Yeah. Now, here's my other question, because now I'm really curious because I'm an intuitive healer and I do use crystals, but I do it entirely intuitively. You work with both astrology and crystals with your clients. And mm-hmm. I get the feeling from what I've read a little bit, you actually combine the two sometimes when you're working. Yeah, okay. yeah. How does that work?
1: Well, once again, the more you know, the more intuition comes, Mm -hmm. right? So this is the first thing they always, in all my classes, I think all my students hear that (laughs) uh, again and again. So obviously today you can pick up a book and there will be a suggestion for this, suggestion for that. Mm -hmm. But some of these things are... Just somebody putting things together without really having an experience as a healer, without really having an experience. You're using all of these crystals in that particular way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you open the book and you're like, okay, but I have this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem. Should I use all the crystals all the time? How many pockets do I need? Right. right. <laughs> The answer to that is that start with one, but to answer your question directly, how I work with the, I'm trying to just think of some very specific and easy example, how I work with crystals and how I combine them with astrology. Let's say that somebody has a very challenging astrological placement that causes their energy oftentimes to be quite easily unnerved Mm -hmm. or causes them to be irritated or irritable. Or it doesn't have to be that this is in their natal chart. It could be that they're going through a tough period. The specific influence of that tough period is irritation or anger, right? So they have a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. Whenever there is anger, there is a fire element. The Chinese traditional medicine, so when we talk about, in traditional Chinese medicine, when we talk about fire element, that is associated with joy. But what leads to that fire is anger, right, Mm -hmm. from the wood element. Mm -hmm. So in astrology, there is no wood element, but there is fire element. And so with fire element, there is a lot of anger that can come up at certain time. And so what we want to do is to use a crystal that is going to reduce the level of that fire, right? Not to douse it because we're not going to be able to do that. (laughs) Right. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to squash everything, but we do want to regulate it, right? Because we do need fire. We need all of the elements, we need all of the emotions, but when something becomes excessive, then it is the problem, right? And so right. we can see that through astrology, when the period like that is coming for a particular person's life, and if they have an indication in their chart that they are predisposed to that, then I suggest particular crystals that are going to counteract that. So this is just one example, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: no, that's great. That's great.
1: Yeah, because we're always looking
0: to bring balance. So that makes sense that you would want to find a crystal that would balance the anger, the fire. Right. But not extinguish it. Like you said, we need exact. fire. <laughs> exactly. But we don't need yeah. excessive fire or explosive fire.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm really fascinated. You've been at this far longer than I have in terms of working with clients to help them be better, feel better. So I'm really, really fascinated. I'm going to have to spend some more time with my crystals and dig into some astrology. I happen to know a person who's really good at it. So So I can bring some more things to my own practice. All right. I think it's time for our rapid fire questions. Okay. And these are just whatever comes to you first is the best answer. You don't have to work hard for this. And Brana asked me to add one. She doesn't know the four that I usually ask, but I did add one at her request. So. <laughs> we'll save that one for last. Okay. Who is or was the wisest person in your life?
1: All the teachers that came before me. Mm. Really, because I have learned from so many people in so many different ways I have learned from books that would mysteriously open up to Mm -hmm. just the right page when I need something. And that was, I remember my mom used to go to the libraries a lot. And so I would go even as a child before, well, actually I learned to read quite early, but before I was able to become a member, like you could not in Serbia become a member before you reach a certain age. Mm -hmm. So it was just really weird. (laughs) I find it really weird and I hope that they changed it since then. But I remember like I couldn't wait. So while my mom was doing something there, I would just open up a book and I would see what would come up. There would be a sentence and that would just continue throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there were many, many moments where I was all stuck with what I learned just in that moment while my mom was doing something or talking to Olivia. So this would be like really hard to just choose one person Mm -hmm. or... And then the same thing with teachers. I was a musician and I had a lot of music teachers in my life, just like mm-hmm. even if we focus just on that. And some of them were not that great. Some of them did not really have this pedagogical impulse or inspiration or joy when they were teaching. And mm-hmm. I learned from them how not to be that. And so when I became a teacher, I was implementing the opposite of that.
0: Right. Yeah. It's amazing how often in my life I've, done things because i didn't want to be like somebody else that i had been in my life
1: so they're also great teachers right
0: yep yep okay so the next question is what's your favorite self-care practice
1: definitely walking through a forest yeah if i could access to swimming in the sea that is the beautiful clear calm Mm -hmm. (laughs) then that will be my second best because that used to be my reality every summer when i was growing up in belgrade
0: okay nice what lights you up when you're feeling down?
1: When I can make somebody laugh. <laughs> yep. <that's laughs> Even though one. I cannot tell a joke if you paid me, <laughs> I can <could> try. <laughs> so definitely, that. Uh, definitely. I mean, that's the first thing and easiest thing that can change my mood.
0: Yes. Okay, great. And do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation?
1: Not really. But what I remember from childhood that brought me a lot of calmness and that must have come from my parent is everything will be okay. Mm. Everything is okay and everything will be okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I have one very, very similar to that that I use quite a lot. All right. And then the requested one, favorite food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is just for all of you who may know me or may meet me at some time and want to Want to maybe bring me that kind of food? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so watermelon.
0: Oh, yum. Yeah. So, as a southerner, I have to ask: Do you eat watermelon with salt or without salt? Without. Oh no, that's sacrilegious.
1: Thankfully, I'm not the southerner, I know. so I can do that. Otherwise, <laughs> I would be in trouble, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the deep south, and we had watermelon at my grandmother's house in the summer all the time, and all of us had our own shaker of salt to go with it. It's delicious.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. I may try that. I may yeah, try that again. It's, it's good. I,
0: <laughs> I love watermelon. I will eat it without salt, but it is better with it. So Just saying. <laughs> All right. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you online?
1: Yes, you can find me on com. So that'll be my name. And you will find it in the listener's notes yeah. or the transcript, right? Because I don't want to spell it right now. <laughs> and then you can all be, because nobody cares, right? Who's going to now take a pen and write it down? I mean, everybody knows it's going to be in the comments. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll be on the transcript <laughs> and in the comments. Yes. Right. The, the show notes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so if you have at all been intrigued by what we've been talking about today, there is so much more. And I have a resources page with lots of other interviews, free things that I have written about, that I have talked about, about crystals, about astrology. So you can find much more there. And then if you're interested in how you can apply some of these things to your own life, you can sign up for my new moon and full moon report that comes out every new moon and every full moon, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is basically just twice a month. And that's on the front page of my website. And for the new subscribers, there is actually a gift and the gift includes the crystals for Mercury Retrograde.
0: Always, always a trying time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with
1: technology. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why we're having this interview now and not during that time. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Ron actually said, I want to wait until after Mercury retrograde. So, yeah, we have done that. Rana is a great teacher. I've only taken one of her workshops, but it was amazingly insightful and experiential, which for me is very important. So that piece of it was really, really good. So if you are able to or interested in taking classes with her, I highly recommend her as a teacher. She's really excellent. Thank Um, you, Lauren. So I do have the
1: Astro Mentorship class, just to mention that if after all of this, somebody wants to learn more about astrology Mm -hmm. and the way that this is different from the typical classes that are currently offered by many people is that this is one-on-one class where we start with what you know, what you don't know, Mm. because a lot of people come in with different levels of knowledge, have different types of holes in their knowledge. And so I really want to make sure I used to teach group classes and they were amazing and wonderful and I loved them, but this is the time where I really want to focus on the person who wants to learn, and then we go at their own pace and learn about what they want to learn about,
0: right? That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Thank you for, yeah. for letting us know about that. Of course. All right. Well, I want to thank Brana for being here with me today. This has been a lot of fun and eye-opening and so much wisdom that she has to share. I really appreciate that. And I want to thank the listeners for being here. As always, this is what we do this for. I would encourage you if you have ideas about things you would like to have us talk about or people that you would like to have me interview, please leave it in the reviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can find my email address at www dot heartlightjoy.com and feel free to email me and we'll have a chat i love to chat with people thank you so much for joining us today on curiously wise if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations and if you had any ahas please share them in a review on apple podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.